Richard's bouncer would have seen himself as being so far above going on out to show. He would not, he would not have done it. He got profiles in major times, yeah, the times did a farming, that's his dress well. Yeah, and at the same time, at that point, Alex wouldn't have seen himself as being in a position where having Spencer on could be anything worth doing. Can't go full Nazi yet. Or even like it's not worth it to, even if I were to present him as false opposition or whatever, that's not even in my best interest. Neither of them had a stake in that, and now their lives have deteriorated to the point that Alex had David Duke on the 
Oh, shit. 
This is a nine-minute video that highlights multiple short clips from the summer. There's a video produced by a show called The Highwire with a Dow Big Tree, which appears to be largely a show that produces anti-vax content. For some insight, they have Andrew Wakefield as a guest four months ago, which is a bad That's good. That's good. Everybody agrees that he's still the foremost expert on why you shouldn't take vaccines. Sure. Yeah. Joe Big T is a, uh, one of the producers of the pseudo-documentary Vaxxed, which pushed the discredited Wakefield vaccines cause autism now. Big T has no medical education or training. He is a TV producer who formerly worked on the Dr. Phil show. He eventually learned about Andrew Wakefield and was swayed by that bullshit and went fully down that road. In March of last year, Big Tree caught some heat from Jewish organizations after he gave an anti-vax speech wearing a yellow star meant to compare the plight of the anti-vax community to that of Jews during the Holocaust. Alright, I mean, I think for to catch is the founder and CEO of the Informed Consent Action Network, an anti-vaccination group, one of the most prominent in the country. He started the group in 2016, receiving a $100,000 grant from the Cells Foundation a charitable organization run by Bernard Sells and his wife Lisa, who coincidentally is the president of the Informed Consent Action Network. In 2012, the Sells gave $200,000 to Andrew Wakefield's legal fund which kicked off a rash of big-dollar contributions to anti-vax efforts and went on to provide much of the funding for its pseudo-documentary Viz Vaxxed, which is produced by Dow Victory. It's important to remember that rich people are all fucking stupid. It's also important to remember that 2012 is two years after Wakefield was convicted of professional misconduct and had his license revoked. So it's not like he was a guy in good standing that these people just wanted to support. According to Business Insider, $1 million 
presented this as a gigantic bombshell. And on top of that, Alex is pre- presented as, in, uh, like, as investigative work that he's doing. When in reality, he's just regurgitating propaganda put out by a multi-millionaire-funded anti-vax fuck group. Steve's the worst. I mean, it's just, it's, it's so apparent. He watched all 20 hours in his dreams, Dan. His dreams. You can watch 20 hours of footage and only 8 hours of dreams. It's the dreams. The Sales Foundation paid for those dreams. Yes. <laughs> So anyway, go fucking solve that. And, I mean, it just leads to a breakdown kind of of, like, just complete vaccination lies. And, and, like, science lies. For instance, 
1976, there was a fear of a potential epidemic strain outbreak of swine flu at Fort Dix and New Jersey. Scientists at the CDC want to work on creating a vaccine due to the severity of the possibility of what could call what's from season 10. After administering the vaccination program, it was found that a small number of people who got the vaccine had come down with beyond-delay syndrome, and the timeline of the condition made it possible there was a connection between the syndrome and the shot. There was no causal link established, but the perception was made by the media that the shot had caused the Diablo. By December, according to the CDC, federal health officials decided that the possibility of an association with Diablo syndrome and the vaccine However small, necessitated stopping immunization. There are other examples, but uh, there's one of them, so all to say is a lie. Health officials are absolutely willing to pay for discontinued use of vaccines. Nothing else is saying is based on anything. It just feels like they never pull vaccines because that better confirms just downright view that everything is against you whenever there's a plot. Right. Bullshit. Right. Yeah, that, it's just like the best response to, uh, 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 some, some kids remembering some fake bullshit is to create a satanic panic across the entire country. It's also a good idea to confuse correlation and causation in any and all scientific possibilities. Right, and, and then you also want to take correlation, causation, and then also just lie on top. Oh, absolutely. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And the media should accept your claims and just spread it as far as and wide as possible. And if there's a way to demonize a vulnerable population, that's the best way. Right. And it's the same laugh, same open the borders, and bring your people from the same world. And absolutely infested with communicable diseases, and when there's outbreaks of those in vaccine populations, they point the finger out and say it's all fault, even though later in the week the farm plant, they go, well, you know the outbreaks in New Jersey and New York. 
to say, Trump doesn't know Facebook's policies and about the rules. This cultural stuff is very soft. It's very weak. Yeah. Um, but it gets interesting. Okay. A little bit. Alright. I don't know. I think what Alex is talking about here is like, um, you can have He 
Well, yeah, you just go with that. Yeah, that's, that's, what's the difference between fucking and, uh, that serves the same purpose as do you think that someone yeah. in your audience isn't going to be, like, oh, it's a freshman? Okay, well, yeah, it's a dog and a dog and a dog and a dog you are, you get, you sleeping with like a hundred women by the time you were fourteen and I wanted to satanically. Exactly. How dare you? Kids grow up fast. Yeah. 
five, six, seven, eight thousand years old. The man in the Sahara Desert was a fucking jungle. And he says, it's great faster and a healthier than hell. Hell coming after the truth is the planet's dying. And right at the time we found the carbon, it's going to put you back up in the atmosphere. Really? God's plan for us to geoengineer and save the planet right at this time. Wait, so we need to save the planet? that process that God had waiting for us. Now, whether you believe in God or not, do you understand me? I think I do. A little?
And then that's taken by Alex, who pretends that it's reported, and that it was Muslims. The only thing Paul has to go on here is a gateway pundit article about a couple of Muslim teenagers who were arrested for starting a fire. Paul is, uh, is walking that suggestiveness line, as always, trying to play with the angel that all these kids are secret terrorists. Unfortunately, he's super sloppy, and he accidentally flashes the article up on screen, including the portion of the article that says, quote, the brothers set off fireworks that started a park on fire. Probably sounds like it's pictured. <sighs> His big angle is that this picture of one of them is apparently laughing after the guy I caught. And then I see would Paul cover if it was a white kid who was arrested for starting a fire laughing after he got out of court? Would he do a fucking ten-minute video where this kid might actually secretly be a member of some white extremist group? So I'd have doubts that he would all think he would. I just don't think he would Yeah. Also, I think Alex just admitted like that he didn't pay to use that phone and stuff and spend it. Pretty sure that's true. And also, I read the Snopes article about the Notre Dame misinformation, and they don't even mention Infowars. They don't even mention what I want picture Alex is talking about. They're more concerned with an obviously doctored video that was making the rounds where someone put audio of people yelling Allah Akbar over a video of the cathedral. I have no idea what Alex is projecting about here, but if I had to guess, it's this class that's going on by two decades of being full of shit, yeah. Man, that would be, cause that's such the, like they just put out, uh, the results of a poll a massive amount of people think that, oh, um, Iran already has a nuclear weapon, right? Because yeah, of course it does. Because of that disinformation and just the the mashing together. It doesn't matter if you're saying that they do or not. Just put them right next to each other often enough. Just like, uh, with this 
Yeah, well, you want that Apple looks fake, but you want it to be real, damn. Why? You want that Apple to be real? Uh-huh. Because you're friends with that Apple and you're also a Nazi. Right. 
on YouTube. And uh, just a little bit of a content warning is why we can use pretty bad. Well, obviously, it's, it's a deep fake plan. 
So I play, I play that because I think it's important to recognize as slickly as he's going to try and come off uh, in this interview and as he does all the time. Beneath that, he's a fucking insane person. Right. So, Alex starts off this interview, and I think that he thinks that this is gonna go very differently, and it does. Give me your current view of President Trump from a white nationalist perspective and angry Uh, 
And uh, it was put on in the theater. And 
was a regular comedy show put on in a 500-seat theater, and maybe 50 people showed up. Uh, and it was a disaster. The stage was too high and so on and so forth. So Marty, in his featuring set, just jumps off the stage and starts wandering through the crowd and blew the place up. Fifty people made the theater huge. But the, then the headliner the following, he tried to stand on the stage, and you can't go back. Marty had changed the, the battleground entirely. And the headliner wasn't equipped for it. That is what Richard Spencer just did. Alex thought he was going to have a space. Yeah, he thought he was going to have a white nationalist conversation, and all of a sudden the criticism comes from a completely different battleground, and Alex is not able to... To fight them. No, and if you can't uh, sort of predict that that is what's going to happen, that means that you're either terrible at the job you signed up for, or maybe you're not super terrible, but you just want to Standard 
kind of strategy to respond to mean things that say, yeah, unintelligible things that say, you'll be able to roll with it much better. I say my wicked sponsors are going to roll with these, uh, the way that Alex is trying to frame the conversation, the framing failed. It completely failed. And now it is up to Spencer to just dictate the terms of what they're going to do. Absolutely. And now he does that. I want immediately after that. Takes the high position. I overheard the tail end of your last conversation, and you were both saying, well, we don't fear each one DV, each one DV's sword Indians or so on. Well, the fact is, we actually should care about issues like that. Uh, immigration is not simply about illegals or very poor, unskilled people coming across the border. There are billions of people who are highly skilled, high IQs, who can come into the United States and displace the middle class. It's any way it works than low-skilled illegal immigrants doing construction or Spencer is. 
So this is Rocky Territory, and you can see how not great Alex is standing is when all he can come up with is smart immigrants made this country when Europeans came over. Without any right, without any effort, without any force, Spencer has elicited a white nationalist idea from Alex. Yeah. By not even cleverly hiding his own white nationalism. No. That was, that was brutally obvious. And he has no real reason to hide it, and he's not. Yeah. He's not. I mean, even, like, immediately after this, uh, it, 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 it's pretty clear. And in the context of that clip, uh, of just, of course he doesn't mind a massive, unskilled immigrant population. He wants to enslave them. Right. You know? That's what he would like to do. He doesn't want intelligent people. Right. Yeah. And to that, Alex is going to have a tough time. Which is not to say that unskilled people are not intelligent. That's bullshit. That's a dumb argument. Yeah. But, but, Alex is going to have a tough time. Combining his talking points and worldview with arguing against what Spencer is bringing. He's in a, he's in a kind of an unwinnable situation for himself. And that sucks. So, um, uh, as I was saying, like, Spencer kind of reveals a little bit of this, like, whiteness being at the core of all of it in this next thing. Uh, I, I agree to a very large extent, but the fact is, the United States was, since 1790, uh, a white country. It was a white European country with an Anglo-Protestant culture. And we brought in lots of other Europeans, but that was our identity. So Alex has said that uh, smart immigrants made America, and Spencer completely dismisses that comment by claiming to partially agree with it, then moving on to his talking point. And he knows that Alex can't really disagree with it without contradicting his own positions. Yep. America was not a white country in its founding. Good God, that's kind of a silly thing to 
save for a lot of reasons, but the most important is because what we perceive as white today is not the same as the 1700s definition of white. In the late 1800s, Italian immigrants were absolutely not considered white, whereas now you'd be hard-pressed to find someone who excludes Italians from the category. Same goes for Irish, Polish, and Greeks throughout the country's history. And shit, Benjamin Franklin called the German people living in Pennsylvania Palatine Bulls. You could make the argument that the country is Anglo-Saxon in nature at the beginning, maybe. But if you did that, you're kind of implying that the Gauls should be forced to make it an Anglo-Saxon country now, which is not a white one, because those aren't the same thing. Could the white nationalists try and wave this idea away, because, like, their definition of white is not one that would be productive if you try and consult history. Their definition includes people they feel like they would want to be in a group with, which confirms their underlying prejudices and hate. The sleight of hand trick that they're doing is, it's the point where they try to pretend that the definition of white has always been the same, and they're actually, they're just in line with the founders of the country, yeah. They don't say that this country should be Anglo-Saxon as a country because that sounds fucking stupid. And almost all of them would be considered undesirables, undermining the purity of the country as they would have been in the 1700s. Spencer says 1790 in that clip because that was the year that the United States passed the Naturalization Act, which made all male white inhabitants of the country citizens. But again, what did white mean? I guess that's an open question, considering decades later they still definitely didn't think Italians were. My point here is this is a stupid conversation, and it doesn't really prove anything. Even if somehow the founders of the country magically had the same arbitrary definition of white that Spencer does, and they wanted this to be a white country, so white. They had slaves and women couldn't vote. I'm going to say that whatever their understanding of the world was, they had a wrong fine improvement. But here's the thing. Spencer's talking point that this is a white country. 
was awful. But Alex can't refute that without supporting some kind of multiculturalism. Spencer kind of has Alex over a barrel, where he has to choose between supporting minorities or going along with explicit white nationalism. It's really having a tough time with this interview, and we're only like two minutes a year. I think what's, what's interesting is they are arguing flavors of white nationalism. Yeah. But Alex can't say that his flavor is different. Because then he'd have to admit he has a flavor of white nationalism. It's similar to the David Duke interview, but I think worse for Alex. Um, Yeah. 
any of those tense interview scenes where the guy's like, uh, they're interrogating him and they're trying to figure out, those always start with, did you do it? And then accepting whatever answer they write. Did you do it? No? Okay, cool. Get out of here, you step. You can see how easily sponsors are able to take that as a sincere question and say no, then move on. Sponsors in complete control of this conversation, and Alex has completely wasted the only error we thought he had in this quiver. He thought he was going to ask the, the white nationalist perspective on Trump was, and Spencer would say that Trump wasn't mean enough to the brown people, and Alex could work with that or something. But it didn't work out. Now he's forced to throw his supposed knockout punch, the globalist accusation, and Spencer doesn't even flinch. This is just sad. This is like, it's, it's ridiculously bad. Man, the only reason people even entertain that, like, all white people are bad bullshit is because of guys like Alex and Richard Spencer. If I didn't know there were so many of these white nationalists out there, it would never occur to me to think that all white people are bad. Right. Other than our history. Well, <laughs> so, uh, Richard Spencer starts talking about, like, uh, there's an interesting thing with the, the globalist accusation, and that is that Richard Spencer does recognize that globalization is a necessary part of the modern world, right? And so he talks about that a little bit, and, uh, uh, Alex just can't handle this shit. There is a, a basis for identity politics that isn't just a globalist plot. It isn't just some bad policy from the Democratic Party. The fact is, we live in a globalized world. Uh, we don't live in a world where your consciousness is formed by your neighborhood or maybe your nation state at most. We actually live in a world where we have a clinical consciousness in the the major features of this upcoming year are going to be racial and cultural. 
big man, whether you like it or not, you are perceived as a white person by, say, the globalist and establishment, but also by immigrants, by migrant, or by refugees and migrants, and etc. Our identity is forced upon us in this time. We need to I don't think I 
I 
Lord works on spirits for a law. And it, it just looks like the left creating a group to get identified with Trump to say, oh, look, he's a white nationalist. So, so the real little man out there saying that and doing that, and I'm not saying I don't want white nationalists or white supremacists out there, but since you are reading on the left, and you attempt to say, white supremacy and bad and doing all this crazy racist stuff, it's quite this dialectic where you take the problems and you collide them together to create the synthesis. What do you think's going on here? And how are you going on? First off, I did not organize the science by writing. I was invited to speak at it, and I was a Find exact confirmation on that. 
This is really just a display of Alex being outclassed by a very slick, very horrible person. He's being humiliated in front of his audience. Oh, hey, now are you and your fellow organizers in the United States? But you Thank you. 
Walter and this other dude were they off like talking about how they've discovered that Kessler's grandma is Jewish and they're going to blackmail him if he doesn't leave them alone after the Having that 